0: Welcome to the Future is Gold podcast series hosted by Alexandra Cosma. We believe in empowering you to take control of your future so you can live the life that you want. And we do that by allowing you to buy, send, spend, earn and secure the world's oldest currency, gold, while being supported by modern technology. At Nuggets, our mission is clear. We're making gold accessible for everyone by giving you the knowledge and expertise needed to make informed and smart financial decisions that benefit you.
1: Hi and welcome to the first Nuggets the Future is Gold podcast. I'm your host Alexandra and on this episode we'll be discussing the history of gold. I'm joined today by Druva, he's our CEO at Nuggets and our resident expert on everything money, gold and finance. Now Druva, we all know that gold is rare and valuable, but it's also unique in its endurance and for this reason it has been significant throughout the entire history of mankind. Canadian billionaire Eric Sprott famously said, the history of the world is the story of gold. Dhruva, Sprott is a billionaire and obviously knows a lot about finance. Why do you think he reached that conclusion about gold?
2: Ali, gold has had a very interesting history. Um, It was the original symbol of money and power in ancient times. And in fact, many kings fought great battles over it. Several people became phenomenally wealthy uh, through gold. And looking for gold drove many people to new areas where they eventually settled leading to the establishment of new cities. So let me give an example. Uh, Many people think that Elon Musk is the richest person to have ever lived. This is not true. The richest person to have ever lived is a king from Mali whose wealth was legendary. There is a, a story where during a tour through Cairo, his entourage gave away so much gold as gifts that the price of gold fell over a decade uh, due to oversupply. So I agree with Eric spot and, he, and, spot and he's, he's spot on.
1: Wow, I didn't know that story. Well, Dreeva, I have to I have to ask you, you know, some people, they might argue that gold has no intrinsic value nowadays since paper currency is the money of choice. But throughout history, gold has shown many qualities that prove it's both unique and intrinsically valuable. Amongst all the metals that could have been chosen by past civilizations as their currency, why did they choose gold?
2: Our ancestors were faced with a very interesting problem of finding a suitable medium of exchange during trade. Now, originally all trade started with a barter system where people exchanged goods for goods. For example, maybe you can exchange uh, 10 kilo rice for one sheep, but they needed a more efficient way to transact and store value and gold became a logical choice for many reasons. Number 1 Gold is rare without being too rare like palladium or platinum and there was enough gold available to make coins without there being too much gold so that everyone could, could make coins. Gold is also very stable and does not corrode with time when exposed to the elements of nature such as wind and water. Gold is also easy to carry around and it is very easy to shape gold into different sizes based on the value, unlike maybe large stones for that matter. Gold also has a very long life, and a very important point about gold is that it was valid as a medium of exchange in many places. Now, imagine a caravan of travelers traveling to vast, uh, traveling vast distances to faraway places, and wherever they went, they could exchange their gold for goods. So for these reasons, gold became a logical choice uh, for a currency.
1: You know, Dhruva, I think what's fascinating about that is from the very beginning, there was something about gold that attracted civilizations from all around the world without those civilizations ever having been in contact with each other. Like what you said, a caravan of travelers, they could travel from place to place and the gold was accepted and valued everywhere. You know, its value was sort of inherent and instinctual to all who came across it. We see it featured with the ancient Egyptians, the Incas, the ancient Greeks, the Romans. And many of these civilizations. they never even met each other, but they all really knew and understood its value. So, Dhruva, maybe you could take us right back to where gold started. How was gold used during the ancient times?
2: Interestingly, gold did not start off as a currency. The first use of gold was most likely to make jewellery. The Egyptians in fact used an alloy of gold and silver to make jewellery around 5000 BC. Gold has also been used for dental work in ancient times simply because gold resists corrosion very well and could often outlive the person who had his dental work done with gold. Gold was then also used to make religious symbols and some ancient civilizations also connected gold with the sun because if you look at gold, it does shine like the sun. Gold was also used to fashion political and power symbols, such as crowns, where the size of a king's crown displayed how powerful he was. So gold did not start off as a currency, elite. It has a much more rich, vibrant and interesting history.
1: Well, its beauty and luster definitely captured the eye of the ancient cultures. But Jadruba, when did societies and civilizations start using gold as a currency?
2: I think sometime around 8th century BCE, in Asia Minor. Asia Minor is where uh, modern day Turkey is uh, is, is present. Uh, gold shows up as currency during that time and since then several civilizations started using gold as a currency such as Romans, Greeks and I think almost all ancient civilizations adapted gold at some point in time in their evolution.
1: So talking about gold as a currency, Druva, you once told me that a bar of gold can buy the same thing now um, and even 50 years ago. How is that possible?
2: Yes, uh, gold has remarkably kept its value over time and as things have become more expensive, the price of gold has also uh, gone up keeping pace with inflation in some situations gold has in fact increased more than uh, than the uh, increase in inflation so gold has that property it has that uh, that characteristic of maintaining its value and maybe sometimes even beating inflation over over long periods of time
1: if gold is so valuable why do some people think that it's not like why aren't more people out there aware of its benefits
2: The reason is very simple, Ali. Uh, Gold has not really been updated for the modern times. And uh, while technology has made it very easy for people to buy cryptocurrencies, stocks, sadly gold has been left out. It is the oldest currency which has stood the test of time and it deserves more love and respect. So I think everyone should own some amount of gold, whoever they are.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting that you talk about it, you know, not being updated for modern times. I think nowadays with latest technology and fintech platforms such as Nuggets coming in, the playing field with gold is about to change. So Druva, you know, we, gold didn't only shape the ancient world, but also the modern world that we all live in today. Let's jump forward a couple thousand years to the 19th century where we saw gold cause a lot of movement and development in the world. Dhruva, I'm talking about the gold rushes in the 1800s. What do you know about that period of
2: time? Uh, So gold rushes are a type of gold fever that brings a large number of miners to a a certain location in search of gold. And uh, over time, many gold rushes have happened in several countries, such as the USA, Australia, New Zealand, Brazil, Canada. And smaller gold rushes have happened in many other countries. One of the major gold rushes that took place was in New South Wales and Victoria. And this was sometime around the mid-1800s. This was followed by a gold rush in California that saw an influx of about 300,000 miners looking for gold. So there was a lot of craze around gold. It got a lot of people into new areas, which they eventually settled, leading to the establishment of, of modern cities as we see them now.
1: Wow, this craze that you talk about. So why were people around the world so keen to join the gold rush in the 1800s? Like what drew them to the gold?
2: So so in that time, uh, in in the mid-1800s, the migration had become reasonably easy. So you could easily travel to, to different countries. And the possibility of finding gold meant that you could become wealthy overnight. This possibility drove most of the craze. But however, gold mining itself did not prove to be as profitable for most miners and mine owners. People who, in fact, became wealthy from the gold rush for people who sold shovels, managed transportation and logistics, and people who owned uh, inns for people to live in. So people who were looking for gold did not really make money. It's the other people who supported that endeavor. They made most of the money.
1: Well, it definitely propped up certain uh, economies, as you mentioned, and I think it signaled a sign of hope and opportunity for a better life and future at that time. So Dhruva, what do you think is the impact of the gold rush on the modern world that we all live in today?
2: So the gold rush changed a lot of demographics in a lot of countries. It helped to start waves of immigration and settlement of new regions. What that meant is that it had lasting impact on the cultures of Australia and America. Discovery of gold also brought economic prosperity to the regions. And most of those regions which saw that economic prosperity are now vibrant and booming cities that we all know of.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, cities such as San Francisco, Johannesburg, Melbourne, they were all built on those solid gold foundations. Dhruva, I want to ask you if you know much about the biggest gold nugget ever found. Can we talk a bit about that?
2: Yes, Ali. I think the biggest gold nugget ever found uh, was in Victorian gold fields sometime around 1870s and it was called the Welcome Stranger. I think the weight was somewhere around 97 kilos. Uh, And if you're curious what that would be worth now, I think at current prices, that's about US dollar five and a half million, which is about 7.7 million Australian dollars. But what is more interesting is that when it was first discovered in, in 1869, the people who found it were paid a very measly sum of uh, GBP 9,400, I think. And at that time, there was nothing, there was no Australian dollar. So people were paid in, in, in pounds.
1: Wow. Well, I think the discovery of that uh, gold nugget, it definitely established Melbourne as the world leading city that we all know today. Dhruva, we've all heard the phrase, the gold standard thrown around. It's used as a pervasive metaphor in our language to describe something that's the best of the best. You know, we hear it thrown around in the service industry or healthcare, you know, delivering gold standard service. It's used now as an expression uh, in casual language. But where did that phrase, the gold standard, where did it come from?
2: The gold standard is a monetary system where a country's currency is tied to the price of gold. So what that means is that a unit of their currency buys or sells a fixed amount of gold. This was the basis of the international monetary system from the 1870s to about 1932, and then from 1944 to 1971, when at at, at that point, uh, when the, the US ended, effectively ended the link with gold for the US dollar.
1: So what caused the collapse of the gold
2: standard? So, uh, so Ali, the gold standard was temporarily stopped in 1932 during the Great Depression. And then the US abandoned it formally in 1971. This is because the gold standard did not allow governments to, you know, to stimulate their economies through money printing during recessions. And once they, they disbanded or they moved away from the gold standard, we all know what happened. Now countries can print tremendous amounts of money. Because now it is no longer tied to the supply of gold.
1: Well, we're seeing that money printing happening um, at, you know, great amounts globally at the moment, which I think is really scary for our generation, considering what's coming forward in the next 10 years with projected inflation. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about that, Druva, about typically in the past, how gold has performed during recession periods. Um, You know, I think we're living through one of the most rapidly changing times in human history, it's a great time of great uncertainty, but it's also a time of great technology and access to information. You know, so in the past, how has gold performed during those uncertain times?
2: Gold does very well against uh, most other assets during recessions. To give you an example from, from relatively recent history, if you look at the recessionary period from 2008 to 2009, uh, gold rose by about 11% whereas the S&P fell by I think somewhere around 37 to 40 percent so gold does do very well during recessions.
1: And why do people rely on gold during those difficult times?
2: It's because gold has always uh, proven to be resilient and uh, it has proven to be a great preserver of wealth during difficult times, be it war, famine, recessions and there's a lot of history supporting gold And in fact, this has been imprinted in our collective conscience. And this is why gold does this phenomenally well, uh, not only in recessions, but during war, during much tougher, tougher times.
1: Well, it definitely holds its value during wars and economic downturns. And I think in modern times, gold often tends to thrive when the rest of the world is faltering. Um, we saw it hit an all-time recorded high in 2020 at the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown, where it rose above US $2,000 an ounce for the first time, which was really exciting for everyone in the gold, gold industry. So Dhruva, I want to ask you about investment in gold today. How is gold performing in 2021?
2: I mean, the long-term gold retains its value and beats inflation, and it does very well during difficult times. So let's take a slightly longer period and if you consider the period uh, where we saw this uh, thing called pandemic uh, since the beginning of 2020 when we started to get into this this difficult period from that point to now gold is up to about 12 percent and this was the period when we were faced with a global pandemic people couldn't travel uh, countries were going to lock down people were losing jobs so during this tough period gold still went up by 12 percent imagine if you would have bought gold you would have been richer far richer than if you would have bought maybe, say, property for that matter.
1: Yeah, I think while it's true gold remains a safe haven investment, it can also be used for so many other things. And you know, nowadays fintech platforms such as Nuggets, they're utilising technological advancements to make gold more accessible and spendable via debit cards and mobile apps. But Dhruva, on that, I want to ask you, what's the current perception of gold by the average person?
2: Ali, the average person is now starting to get very curious about gold. And this is mainly because uh, we are seeing very low interest rates. So you're not really making any money on your fixed deposits. And people are also becoming concerned about inflation. They can see that, oh, that their, their money is not worth as much as before. So they're definitely getting a little curious about gold and we get a lot of questions about whether it's a, it's a good thing to buy in these times. The issue with gold is that it's not very easy for people to buy and store gold. In fact, if you do buy gold, where will you keep it? And can you be very sure that it is safe? So it's a fairly, and it's also a fairly expensive asset to buy unless you are able to buy small quantities of gold on a platform and you can accumulate going forward and you keep building ownership around gold. So this is something that we are trying to solve. We're trying to make it very easy for people to buy gold, very convenient for people to store gold, And we are making it very simple for people to not block a lot of their money in one shot in gold, where they can buy small quantities of gold and keep building up a saving in gold.
1: Well, I think it's really exciting, the innovations that we have coming out, um, particularly because we've seen gold used by our ancestors for five, six, seven thousand years. And I think, you know, definitely in the last 50 years, there hasn't been many innovations with gold. So that's all really exciting. Dhruva, I have to ask you, what advice would you have for people who are thinking
2: about investing in gold? Very simple. Buy gold for the long term. Keep building an allocation in gold. Whenever you have some spare savings, just put a bit of that in gold. It will definitely pay you dividends in the long term.
1: Dhruva, thanks so much for your input. Uh, I think it's fair to say that our world is constantly changing, but the inherent value of gold always seems to remain. You know, as discussed in this episode, we've seen it feature prominently in our history for almost 6,000 years. It was originally discovered and admired for its beauty and luster, becoming a store of value, a medium of exchange, and even serving as a catalyst for the monetary system that we all use today. Gold has undoubtedly withstood the test of time. Its unique qualities make it more valuable than any other precious metal on the market. It seems to perform exceptionally well during times of uncertainty and recession. I think as more people start to recognise the value of gold, it's important to consider it as an investment option, but even as a spending method for your day-to-day. To learn more about this, tune in to our next episode, which talks about why gold is actually a necessary option for you. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks, Dhruva.
0: Thanks for listening to the Future is Gold podcast. For links and contact details relevant to this episode, please see the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast series so you'll know when the next episode is live. And follow Nuggets on social media for more gold standard content. Information contained within this series is general in nature and not directed to your personal situation. So please reach out to us or your financial expert for a more tailored approach. This podcast is a Story League production.